This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another show and another episode of our Raw Reaction series and specifically the Arsenal Transfer Show. It's the 28th of January. There is just three days. Three days? 28th, 29th, 30th. Four days to complete some news uh, and some basically some deals that Arsenal can do between now and the end of the January window. Time is against Arsenal and yet that has not stopped brand new links, brand new players being brought through to the team and to our attention as well. I hope you're doing good. I hope you're doing well. Please do drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so already. We're, you know, just around 200 subs away from hitting 30k. If you could, please hit that subscribe button. I would really appreciate it. Uh, it really help us get to that, that landmark and uh, it would mean a lot. So if you are new somehow, um, then subscribe. And if you aren't, tell your friends, tell your family and get them to sub as well. We will be, uh, well, I won't be live, but Bailey and Chris uh, will be joining you this morning on the Arsenal way at 9.30am. So make sure you go over and show some support uh, for those guys over there because they do some great work. And uh, they're a great bunch of lads, so please make sure that you subscribe. Link is in the description. As always, good morning to people in the chat box. Hope you're doing good. Tony, Rohit, Joel, uh, Olu, we've got Jonty, we've got Matt G, Marcus, we've got Moksh. Uh, we've got Runs With Cows, Mike. We've got Jose, Marcus, as always. Uh, we've got Mr. Tuvox. We've got uh, Paul James. We've got Brad, uh, Stevie, Bruce, uh, Saez, Kevin, Rich. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in, as always. Terence, uh, we've got uh, Jose as well. We've got a lot of Jose's in the chat. It's great to see. Good name. Uh, Malcolm uh, Balaji, good morning to you, mate. And uh, and we're on to Christopher as well. Good morning to everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in as per. If you didn't watch our show yesterday night, uh, I joined uh, Sophie and Dan over on Lee Judges TV. The, the, the Lee Judges channel where Lee isn't there. <laughs> I don't know why. He does more on other channels than his own at this stage. I look forward to seeing you soon, Lee, if you're watching. But it was still a good show with Dan and Sophie. We had a good chat about the transfer window. Dan did one of his typical beautiful rants. Uh, Sophie had a good loads of good points to make. And we had a good discussion uh, about. So uh, <laughs> please go and check that one out. Let's, uh, let's crack on, though. 
with the stories and we begin with what I look at as an encouragement. Um, it's an encouragement in the sense that a, a deal can be done and no one knows about it. And that's great. Uh, obviously, what we notice and what we do every day, we scroll through the news, we refresh our feeds, we turn notifications on for all of the right people. Um, and Callum Chambers' move to Aston Villa came out of absolutely nowhere. No links, no rumours. It was done very, very quickly. And look, it was it's a deal in which I'm very, very concerned that we are leaving ourselves very very thin but i am what's the right word encouraged that these deals can pop up out of nowhere and that now we're just hoping for arsenal to tweet that arsenal have signed someone and that's fingers crossed what we will see very soon for more than just the one player um we'll see what happens but callum chambers we wish him the absolute best unless he's playing against arsenal of course for aston villa but uh this is kind of the next step along that refresh rebuild um refurbishment of the group of the squad turnover of players that were signed under Arsene Wenger continues onwards you can imagine that Aubameyang will probably be one of the next big ones from the Wenger era followed maybe by Xhaka in the summer Lacazette of course moving on and Ketia moving on we're moving on from that previous era of Arsenal uh, and Chambers <clears throat> was certainly part of that so we'll see what happens in the future Let's uh, move on to the next one. And speaking of Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, he uh, looks like he could actually be making that move away from the club. Reports suggest that Xavi is looking at Barca uh, and, and their striker situation and the fact that Morata and the deal for Morata is looking unlikely. The Atletico Madrid complications make that deal very, very difficult. Um, but what's interesting about this move is that it means that Aubameyang becomes a viable option for Xavi and for Barcelona and they'll be looking at him in the final kind of days of the window. It would be a surprise to me if he stayed. I don't think that he's got a future at Arsenal under this manager, be that what it is um, and whatever you think about that. The fact is it doesn't look like he has uh, a, a future at this club whatsoever, uh, which is... A shame how it's come to an end considering everything that he's done for the club but if that's the decision that's the decision there's nothing we can do about it and hopefully we can now replace him that's the big thing is if we if we let him go and don't replace him it's going to be a very 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 light forward line for Arsenal um, and there's only a few days left to sort that let's see what happens but Aubameyang could be off to Barcelona in the next few days one to keep track of as we tick the clock down now regarding possible ins and Arsenal have finally agreed a deal Arsenal will sign Matt Turner from New England Revolution he will arrive in the summer uh, partway through the MLS season uh, started for the US last night and has basically overtaken Zach Steffen for that role not I, I wouldn't say necessarily out and out because he's way better than Zach Steffen I think Zach Steffen's got his abilities in, in terms of distribution that are better. But Turner's been the better goalkeeper and the more consistent player because he's been playing more than Zach Steffen, who doesn't really get too many games for Manchester City due to Edison's presence in the team. Uh, and with that, it's unlikely that Zach Steffen will uh, play too many minutes for Man City. And I suppose that the same will be for Turner when he makes this move to Arsenal. He will be behind Ramsdale. He'll have to fight for those minutes. You'd imagine that he'd play European games and cup games next season. 
Uh, and Leno obviously will move on. The idea, though, that he's moving here in the summer does tell us that Bert Leno's future seems to remain with Arsenal until the, at least, anyway, the end of the season, at which point he will be sold. And Arsenal will look to try and get as much money for Bert Leno as feasibly possible. I imagine it'll be around the £12 million mark. But saying that, seeing how much other players have left the club for, maybe he'll go for less than £10 million, quid, which would be a ridiculous situation to see a German international goalkeeper go for less than 10 million quid but who knows these days with how much we can get for players because we aren't very good at getting money for players fingers crossed though we can see some decent fees coming for Burton Leno and best of luck to Matt Turner when he arrives Ruben Neves is the next player linked with the move to the club of course we covered this story in the summer of last year uh, Ruben Neves was a player linked with Arsenal for a number uh, of months really I mean the Telegraph I think it was or the Times actually that reported it first but this story has re-emerged in the final few days of the window and Arsenal are said to be looking at trying to convince Bruno Large and Wolves to part with Ruben Neves. I'd be shocked if this happened. I don't see Wolves letting him go after just letting Adama Traore leave for Barcelona. They'd be thinning their squad very, very naively uh, without kind of any reinforcements being looked to being brought in at the moment. So if they do let him leave, it's going to be for a significant fee and Arsenal would surely have to pay a premium on Ruben Neves. I'd absolutely take him. I think he's a really, really good midfielder. I like him a lot. I liked him in the summer. I think there was other options I would have taken over him, but I definitely disagreed with the people that were scoffing at the idea of Ruben Neves coming in in the summer. He's a quality midfielder. He's shown that this season. If Arsenal could pull off this deal, it would definitely be a good move for the club and a step in the right direction with, once again, another Premier League player possibly moving to the team. Now, the other player linked last night, Italian media reporting that Arsenal have come in again with Juventus to try and sign Dejan Kulisevsky. I, this is a player that we know uh, has limitations and those limitations have shown in the 10, 9 goals and 10 assists in his last 74 appearances across all competitions for Juve. A lot of those have, yes, come from the bench, of course, but he's 21 and he's not getting regular game time. Is he the right option for Arsenal to sign in a forward line? If you're telling me it's Kulisevsky or no one, I just don't think that it's... It doesn't inspire me. It doesn't make me think that Kulisevsky is going to be the player that's going to take us to the top four. That's the best way to put it. I don't think he is. But I think we have a better chance with him in the team than not bringing anyone in. He has played centrally. He has played in the wide areas. Fingers crossed he can do it if he does end up coming in. Arsenal are said to want a loan with an option. Juve are said to want a permanent sale. We've had issues with Juventus this entire window. Juve and Arsenal been going back and forth with the Vlaovic situation, with the Artur situation. And now the Kulisevsky one is running its time as well. If he comes in, I'll absolutely back him and I hope that he succeeds. And I think that maybe it would be a little bit of a shrewd piece of business considering his versatility to play in a wide role and in a central role. I just don't see it happening, though, in the final moments. I don't think Juve will let him leave, especially after Chiesa's injury. Why would they let him go? I don't know. But for me, I don't think it's going to happen. We'll see. Last story of the day is our headline piece, and that's Douglas Luiz, uh, Aston Villa central midfielder, Brazilian international. Arsenal keen on the Brazilian midfielder. He's on a number. He's with a number of other names on Arsenal's list of midfielders that they are keen on. I think Aston Villa will do everything possible to keep him. Yes, they're in for Rodrigo Bentancourt from Juventus. Juventus again. But Douglas Luiz is 
a very consistent starter for Villa and for Steven Gerrard. I think he's already made 100 Premier League appearances for Aston Villa now since joining, or at least 100 appearances since joining from Manchester, uh, Manchester City a couple of years ago. He would be a very good signing for Arsenal. I think he's a very solid central midfielder. Premier League experience, can play in an eight role. The main, I mean, that's his kind of main characteristic. He's more of a number eight than he is a number six, but can be played in a number six if necessary. I think he would be a good kind of player alongside Partey. I think that partnership is quite dynamic. It's it's very mobile. It gives you a lot of progressive passing. Is he better than Bruno Gimodaish? His statistics don't say that he is, but he is playing in the Premier League, so that does have an effect. We've seen Thomas Partey's metrics drop since joining the Prem. Perhaps that will happen to Bruno Gimodaish when he eventually makes this move to Newcastle. But I hope if we do sign Douglas Louise, it proves to be a success because I think that it's got all the makings of a deal that can be. So let's see if it happens. I would be surprised, and I spoke with Ashley Priest yesterday, who's the Aston Villa correspondent for Birmingham Live on the Arsenal way, and he said it would be unlikely. He said he'd be very surprised if this happens. And then the Telegraph, I think it was John Percy reported that uh, since that news about Arsenal being linked with him, Aston Villa have opened up contract talks uh, to try and renew the players' deal that does expire in less than 18 months. Uh, <laughs> it's it seems that Arsenal are just going for everybody at this point and just desperately trying to get someone in, which really goes against what we've been doing uh, and trying to do from the summer. We've we've absolutely messed up this window. We can save it if we get in two, possibly three, because I think we've left ourselves short in defence with Chambers leaving. Maybe four with Matt Turner, of course, being uh, a deal being agreed for. But we've really left ourselves short. And it is going to be a very, very uh, tricky situation to try and get ourselves out of. But uh, we'll see if anything changes. That concludes the news, which means we're going to go to your chat box questions now. So if you do indeed have any uh, chat box questions, please do throw them in. If you haven't dropped a like on the video already, that's your next job. Please press that like button. And if you are new to the channel, of course, do subscribe as well. But without further ado, let's go to the chat box and let's get through your questions. Okay, let's go to Will Smith uh, in the chat, who says, Hey Tom, DM'd you last night on Instagram. I have a theory that we have actually made signings, but because of the Amazon documentary, we aren't announcing them till deadline day due to drama. Will, thank you for the message last night. It was a really kind one, and I do appreciate that, and thanks for tuning in. Um, Look, I think that the Amazon documentary is a very easy... um, kind of fact to look at as a generation of drama, a generation of content... Are Arsenal changing the way they do things because of the Amazon documentary? I mean, the conspiracies would easily have you believe that they are. I struggle to get on board with that idea. I just think we're we're normally this mental. I just think we're generally quite a ridiculous team. So (laughs) I think we're always going to do silly things throughout the course of them filming this documentary. But it does seem a lot sillier than normal, in fairness. Um, let's scroll down a bit more. Uh, Mr. Harrison says, have we definitely missed out on Gimodash? It looks that way. Uh, it absolutely looks that way. Uh, Mr. Tuvark says, morning, Tim. No, Tom, with Chambers gone, do you reckon that we'll be proactive in getting a right back in this window or stick with Cedric and Tommy Asu? I don't think we will. I think we'll stick with what we've got. But, I say, but it's silly. We shouldn't have let him go if we weren't bringing anyone in. I'm sorry. I would have rather let him go on a free. I mean, he pretty much has gone for a free. Supposedly, we'll be saving around £2 million with wages and possible add-ons. But no, keep him. He was fine. I really don't get why we 
why we let him go for possibly two million quid's worth of savings. It makes no sense to me. Uh, Swedenroyd says, why do Arsenal fans always change the bar of what is a good season? In the start of the bar, at the start of the season, no one was expecting us to even be close to top four. And now it seems to be a failure if we miss out on top four. The reason for this, and I've certainly gone through this process, is that I think that top four is an expectation, not an expectation, is certainly an achievable target for Arsenal this season, considering the fact we've had no European football, considering the fact we've been knocked out of both cup competitions now before the end of January, and we, have an, we had an opportunity to really strengthen and capitalise on the first half of the season. That's why I think that the top four expectations have increased, and because of the struggles of Man United and the struggles of Spurs at the start of the campaign, I don't think that I don't criticise anyone for sitting around and saying now that look, if if we don't get top four, there is a conversation to be had about the manager. I think that's a fair comment. I'm not saying he should be outright sacked, but I think there's a solid confirm a solid conversation that needs to be had. If we finish outside of Europe, he's gone. Has to, and I don't count the Conference League. If he finishes seven for eight, he's gone. But sixth, I think there's a real conversation to be had about his future and whether or not someone else should come in and try and take this club forwards. But top four, look, top four is a great and brilliant achievement. But I think there's been some really solid points raised in the course of the last six months about the expectations, about what we've had to deal with, about what other teams have had to deal with without any European football, now out of the FA Cup as well. We had the chance to strengthen. And I do put the place of this transfer market blame at the feet of Arteta, Edu and the hierarchy. It's a club thing. But I think that's why, Sweden. And things change. Look, parameters shift and you have to move with the times. You can't stay locked in to one position. We're always about changing opinions and changing minds here. So I think it's fair. Uh, let's scroll down. Uh, Adam says, hi, Tom. What do you think about the fact that Douglas Louise is a Kia client? I was warming up to the idea of signing him until I heard this. Adam, you know, and a lot of viewers know, that I've, I've never been too keen on keeping Kia clients at the club. However, there is part of me that also looks at football and goes, agents and specific agents that have had issues with players in the past are necessary evils in some cases, unfortunately. Uh, players like David Louise, Willie and Cedric that have all come through with association to Kier have not done us any good. Does that mean that every player that comes through Kier is going to be bad? I'm not sure that it is, because Douglas Louise is a very good player. Let's see what happens. Um... He may turn out to be a very good player. We forget completely that, that Kira is involved. Kira, remember, had also been involved in it as an intermediary with the with the Bruno Gimoraes deal. So he would have been involved either way, you have to say. Uh, 360 Days said, hey, Tom, have a great day. Thanks, mate. You too. Got to watch from the beginning, so hopefully you read. I do indeed. So you'll get to this and it'll be a nice surprise. Uh, Unity Take says on Twitch, which one of the which one will sign a new deal? And Ketty or Lacazette? Neither. I don't think neither will sign a deal. Uh, Sean says, would you swap Xhaka for John Joe Shelby? <laughs> Get John Henderson via... No, Sean, sorry. You may be a big fan of John Joe Shelby. I mean, I, sh I assume you are because of putting him into the chat box, but no, we should be aiming for significantly better than John Joe Shelby. Uh, Jasmine says, uh, oh, for goodness sake, uh, Ronald says, Tom, thoughts on Neves, Bruno or Douglas Louise? Who would you choose? I'd, I'd choose Bruno Gimelaj. I, I, I like him a lot more than any other options. Uh, I think that Neves is certainly a player that has, has proven himself in the Premier League, has improved season upon season. Douglas Louise is the same. But I think Bruno Gimelaj just absolutely blows them out of the water with the metrics and from the analysis that we've done on him. 
Um, Antonov says, hi, Tom. Guna from China here. Just want to ask, would you ha like to have Daniel Pedence as a possible Arsenal target in the summer? I'm not sure that Pedence has kicked on enough since joining. I, I watched a bit of him when he was at Sporting and then he went, obviously went to Olympiacos. But I'm not sure he's kicked on enough at Wolves. I don't think he's done enough to replace Neto when he's been out. Neto is someone that I was really interested in at Wolves, but has had his injury issues. Maybe things will change. But I'm not sure Pedence is at the level that we should be looking at to try and improve what's already at the squad. Um, Papoose says, why is Arteta trying to tackle the second half of the season with such a small squad? Is it because we only have Prem games? I think that's certainly something to do with it. They obviously want to do a big turnover. They want to move out certain players that aren't going to be with us in the long term. They don't want such a huge group. They want to focus on trying what we've got. But I still think we're leaving ourselves ridiculously short in some areas. Really, really, really short. Uh, Jasmine says, Tom, who would you take? Luis or Neves? Or oh, I weirdly lean towards Neves. I, I, I do lean towards Neves. I think he's having a better season. I think he's more gettable, actually, because I think Luis will probably stay at, uh, at Aston Villa. But then also, there is the narrative of signing an Aston Villa player after the whole Emil Smith-Rowe thing. So I think it's pretty close between the two. I think they're both very, very solid players. Uh, Adam says, Tom, don't you think that we should sniff around PSG? Uh, they are notoriously bad sellers. They have a great academy prospects and are apparently desperate to sell this window. Should we go for a Dagba? If we can get Dagba on a cheap deal, it could be a very good option at right back, a very different styled option to what we've already got. So yeah, possibly so, Adam. It's not a bad shout whatsoever. Paredes, I think, was linked to Arsenal at one point as well. Uh, Jabu says, I am relaxed because I know we're signing Neves, Tyler Adams, Kulisevsky and Izak tomorrow. Jabu, I, I think that you're very, very optimistic. I admire your optimism. Um, but I would prepare for disappointment. <laughs> uh, Malcolm says, how do we find the balance between youth and experience? It's all well and good buying youth, but we've seen poor game management and no top team has only young players. You can't win anything with kids, as they, Alan Hansen once said. Look, it is a balance. You do need to find it and you do need to have those experienced heads in the team. But what you have to say, Malcolm, is that the experienced heads have been letting us down this season. Aubameyang, Xhaka, Partey. These players have let Arsenal down. Cedric as well. In, in several games this season, they have been the down point, the downside, the weaker link of the Arsenal team. So whilst those kids, yes, are youthful and lacking in experience and game management, what they have got is that they've got more consistency, more guile, more give than a lot of those senior players right now. So you do have to find the balance, yes. And I think that we, we will look to sign some players probably in their mid-20s that will develop into more experienced figures. But I'd be surprised in the summer if you saw us sign any 29 and over players. I'd be surprised. But you're right. You're right. Nils says, uh, Hi Tom, do you know if there's any truth to the Cody Gakpo links? Cody Gakpo uh, was linked with Arsenal by Foot Mercato, I believe was the outlet. I wrote about it this morning. But interestingly, as I was writing about it yesterday evening, uh, PSV announced that he signed a new contract with the club. So despite Arsenal having interest on the player, it would take a monumental bid now in the next window or the summer to bring in Cody Gakpo from PSV. Uh, it was said that even a £25 million bid before he signed the contract would not be anywhere near enough to tempt PSV into selling. I like him a lot. Six foot two wide player has played in a central position. I think he's got something like... 10 goals and 7 assists or 11 assists this season. 
Really solid player, but no, just signed a new deal with PSV, so he is not going to be going anywhere. Terence says, so you think uh, Diaz, the young Mexican striker, could be the new Chicharita? I don't know anything about him. Sorry, mate. Um, Crusader says, are we setting a precedent of not having backups with higher wages than our starting eleven? Will our backups for next season uh, be young and hungry players? I hope so. I hope that we've got a team full of com- competition. That's what I'm hoping for anyway. But I don't know if that's going to be the case and if we're going to be able to strengthen enough and if we end up bringing in stopgap players, players that are just there to make up the numbers. I hope that we don't because that's not what I want to see. But we have done that in the past. Marie, Cedric, William. I hope that we don't do that. But we have done it before. I'm hoping that we don't do it again. Uh, Billy Boyce says, Hi Tom, do you think uh, the big clear out is prepped for another big summer transfer window? Again, I hope so, but there's no way of knowing at all right now. We'll see. Manu says, what type of signing gets you more excited? Splashing on someone world-class like a Partey or a diamond in the rough like a Martinelli? Look, Manu, everyone, whenever we sign a player, I'm excited 99% of the time. I'm excited to see what they can do. Even if there's someone that I have my reservations about, I'm excited to see what they can bring to the table. Players have surprised me. Players that I didn't think would have as much of an impact as they have have really surprised me. Nuno Tavares, I had a lot of doubts about him in the summer, but he has absolutely shown that he can add something to this team. It's a very good, solid competition for Tierney. I think Tommy Asu, another player that's absolutely shocked. Ramsdale, we know these players have shocked all of us, so fingers crossed. Oh, hold on. The sneeze, the TGT sneeze is back. <laughs> Let's go to a super chat. Uh, Chris P, who says, Aubameyang plus 35 million for De Jong or 35 million for Bruno. Uh, Bruno looks like he's off to Newcastle. So if you can get Frankie de Jong, that would be a great bit of business for Arsenal. Strayer says, hi, Tom. Can we get Casper Dolberg? What are your thoughts? I wouldn't go for Casper Dolberg. I'd go for Amin Guiri of anyone at uh, Oguri uh, at Nice. If you're going to sign anyone from Nice, you go and sign Guiri because you look at what he's doing right now. He looks a hell of a player. So no, I wouldn't sign Casper Dolberg. Uh, Vinny says, uh, oh, no, I'm sorry. Not answering your question. You've used, you've used the words. Not answering it. <laughs> Franklin says, hi, Tom. With Chambers, Murray and Maitland-Niles off, I think Arsenal are in for a striker and Tyler Adams to play midfield and a right-back option as Tommy Asu is a left-centre-back option as well. What is your thoughts on that? Look, I'd be buzzing if we went for Tyler Adams. I haven't seen any recent links to him. I've suggested, I've written a couple of times about Tyler Adams, suggesting that he's certainly a player that we should go for, but I've not seen any recently. The last time we were credibly linked was back in November, uh, when it was discussed about a 32 million point five release clause. Before that, it was back in July. The Athletic reported through James McNicholas that Arsenal had an interest in him. That's gone quite quiet, but he's absolutely someone that I would go for. Where it says, Ben Brereton-Diaz right now, what do you think? I think Blackburn would charge a lot of money to bring him in, uh, but maybe he would be a good option. Maybe he would. You see Burnley are doing some interesting business. Wout Veghorst, Orsic, and then they've already got Corne. That could be an interesting front three. I wouldn't sign any of those, but I do think that for six months they will do any team a good job. So arguably, maybe they would have done us a good job. But interesting to see if they now can stay up above uh, Newcastle. That's some good business from them. Manu says, question for the chat. Tielemans or Frankie de Jong? Choose. What do you think, chat box? Frankie de Jong or Yuri Tielemans, most likely in the summer rather than right now. Uh, Aditya says, uh, Atletico Madrid went went for Daniel Vass over Cedric. How would we ever be able to sell him? 
well, I doubt that we will, uh, Aditya, unfortunately. I think it's going to be an end of contract situation with him. Uh, Jermaine says, hi, Tom. Do you reckon it's time we play Martinelli through the middle and Emil Smith-Rowe on the left or even try Pepe through the middle? It depends what happens at the end of the window, Jermaine. If we haven't brought anyone in, there is arguments that any of those options you suggested there could be something that we try. Smith-Rowe on the left, Martinelli in the middle might work. Martinelli, I think, is better in a wide position because he gets the ball more. Pepe through the middle. I, I've never been a huge fan of seeing him play as a central striker. I wouldn't mind him playing off of the central striker rather than out wide, like really far out wide. But again, it's an unknown quantity. But maybe it's something that can work. Asmarom says, Tom, expectation for this window looks low, but do you think Arsenal can trigger the release clause for Tyler Adams and Alexander Izak, plus, if possible, any defensive midfielder? Well, I mean, Adams is a player who can play in defensive midfield, can play at right back, can play at right midfield, right wing back as well. But I do think that Tyler Adams is someone that, if he's there for £32.5 million, which is what his reported release clause is, Arsenal should absolutely look to activate it. Absolutely. But it doesn't look like they're going to right now. It's very, 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 very quiet. Uh, Clive says Kulusevski could be a false nine, a very decent one at that. His combative hold-up play is top. Hey, Clive, I've written about this. Like, I feel like if it's a case of him over no one, it's a, it's a move that I'm open to because I think we need reinforcement. He's an unknown quantity in a weird way because we don't really know what he would have done if he'd playing week in, week out for Juve. He's not been able to achieve that. When he was playing week in, week out for Palmer at right wing, he starred absolutely starred he's played sometimes in the middle for Juve as kind of a second striker maybe he could be that player for us maybe he's a right move I would be willing to take a risk but I do I just think that we've we've really cocked up this window <laughs> we've really messed it up so if it means that we can bring someone like him in and he can do a job for us we should absolutely try and do it um let's go to jay who says our team would be so much better if we decide to play on the counter attack crusader says how can pepe striker when he's not good enough in the first touch early in the season and doesn't get on the end of crosses uh, that's not necessarily true i think that nicolas pepe has shown that in the air he can work that's why he's targeted for a lot of goal kicks he does have an aerial presence that i think goes a little bit underrated i'm not sure how he would do in the middle with aerial balls, but he is targeted fairly often with long goal kicks. That's the only evidence I've got to suggest that he can actually com compete in an aerial position. We'll see if it, if it happens. We'll see if he is moved more centrally at times. I think they'd move Martinelli before they move Pepe, though, and they'd move Saka to left wing or bring Smith-Rowe in to, to accommodate Martinelli. But again, it's an option. Him coming back from the AFCON after scoring a few goals will hopefully give him a lot of confidence. So let's see if we can get him back into the team and getting as many goals as feasibly possible. Hiron says, where are all our players, Tom? I wish I had an answer for you, mate. I really wish I had an answer for you. Uh, Mogos says, eliminating from both domestic cups is going to limit appearances for some squad players. We don't need a huge squad at the moment. It's not that worrying seeing players leave. I think it's worrying seeing some players leave. Like, losing two centre-backs in Marie and Chambers, Chambers who can also play at right-back, <clears throat> I think is... It's a bit of a concern. Maybe not. It's not as bad as what everyone thinks that it is and what I initially thought that it is. But I still think it's a little naive to have let him go with everyone else. Uh, Vinny says, Tom, my recent, uh, my recently uh, passed away nan uh, 
wanted to know if you are writing off the window too early. <laughs> Look, Vinny, it's not nice to joke about these sort of things. <laughs> there are four days left in the last two windows we brought in our best players late. Um, look, for the benefit of your question, Vinny, I, I'm i not writing off the window. I just don't think. I just don't think we're going to bring anyone in. I just don't think that we will. That's where I'm kind of at. Uh, Manu says, Tom, we haven't laughed at spuds yet. Yes, it's very entertaining seeing them miss out on targets. It's it's very close to home, that feeling. Because <laughs> we've, we've done this month is miss out on targets. But yes, it's it's always good to laugh at Spurs. Always good to laugh at Spurs. Hey, Chris. Uh, good morning to you, mate. The Dougie Louise transfer seems really underwhelming. Is there any other centre midfields in the Prem that you'd be interested in instead? Yeah, like Ruben Neves, I think it's pretty close to those two. I don't think it's underwhelming to be linked with Douglas Louise. I, th- I rate him. I think he's a very good player. But yeah, I, I think that there are... I think we expected a lot more if we were going to sign a 40 million-ish kind of central midfielder. So let's see what happens. Oh, you get rid of uh, Alberto says, do you reckon Arteta will let Pepe ride the good form? Mm, I'm not sure. Uh, I think that Pepe will again start on the bench when he returns. And I think that Pepe will come into the team when needed, off the bench initially. But if we have so short options in the forward line, what I'll then say is, you know, what I will say if we if we lose those players in the forward line is that Pepe should arguably be given a chance. But it depends if we lose those players. And at the moment, we've got Nketiah and Lacazaire and Martinelli, who I think would all be in front of Pepe as a central striking option right now for Arteta. So I don't think we will see him. Uh, Papu says, not having four centre mid is risk, a centre back, sorry, is such a risky planning. Obviously, Tommy Asu is a player <clears throat> that can play centre back if need be. But then that means that Cedric plays at right back, which again is, is, it's not, it's, you know, it's, it's not a good idea. It's really not a good idea. Um, anyway, what, where my head's at? I still don't think we're going to bring anyone in. That's my that's my expectation. I don't think anyone's going to come in. It's what I said yesterday on Lee Judges TV. I, my expectation, my prediction is that no one will come in. I hope I'm wrong. I really hope that I'm wrong. And when I say we won't bring anyone in, obviously Matt Turner looks like he's, he's coming in, which is uh, positive for the summer. But it's a summer signing. We've sorted it out. We've got the deal done, it looks like, which is <clears throat> great. But I just, yeah, I, I don't think anyone's, I don't think anyone's coming. I really, really hope I'm wrong. You know me, I'm forever an optimist. Um, but this window has utterly tanked my confidence about things, which is really, really annoying because we had a real opportunity this season to get to the top four and to consolidate our squads and to strengthen and to reinforce. And we've not done that. It is what it is. But uh, fingers crossed that I can be wrong and we will see some players come in. I'll be bringing you all the updates, of course. Uh, I'm hopefully doing a show tomorrow morning, uh, but I have got it's, it's, I've got busy stuff going on tomorrow, so it may not be that I am, but I will try and endeavour to bring you one. There will be one on Sunday, and then on Monday, which is, of course, deadline day, uh, there won't be an 8am show because I'm working for Football London uh, from 6am till 4. It's a big, long shift, starting very early to cover deadline day. Uh, I will try and do that vlog I really, really will try and do that vlog for you guys. Uh, if, But I may get too embarrassed halfway through and just completely stop. So I'm uh, going to need a lot of encouragement. If we get if we get over 600 likes on this on this video today, which is very achievable. We've hit 1,000 likes on a fair few videos in the last week. If we get 600 likes, 
on this video, I will do the vlog. There's your deal. I'll definitely do the vlog if we get 600, 600 likes on this. Uh, so if you want to see a deadline day vlog, do drop a like on the video, do subscribe to the channel. And uh, yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure to speak with you as it always is. Uh, do join the boys over at 9.30am on the Arsenal Way. Bailey and Chris will be taking you all the morning's news. Uh, and then I'll be back probably this afternoon with Harry Simeu uh, to talk through more transfer stuff for the Simeu and, uh, Canton and Simeu show. So do join us over there. I will see you very, very soon. Have a great day. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.